This is a global original podcast. Hi and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. The podcast where my husband Mark and I discuss the challenges, difficulties, frustrations and ultimately the joys of being parents and step-parents to four wonderful, talented, beautiful daughters aged between 25 and 12. Mark's looking perplexed. No, no, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm just tired. He's just gone through the emotions of talking about our little one being back at school um, after six years of homeschooling. I'm it's a bit of a roller coaster. We've, re- we've read out a lot of your comments today because um, we really wanted to, you know, soothe each other as parents. It's hard. I need soothing. We're feeling a bit of burnout already. <laughs> well, no, I just feel emotional. He feels emotional. Anyway, here it is. And welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. And this week's podcast, we've made a sharp turn, actually. God, you're straight in. Why don't we say hello? Sorry, we've missed you for two weeks. Oh, have you not been there for two weeks? Yeah, sorry, guys. We've missed you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'd forgotten that. I haven't missed you. Maybe because I was just enjoying having a holiday. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't miss you at all. (laughs) That's true. Maybe. (laughs) It's good to have a break because you come back fresh with new, new and exciting ideas. And actually on that... Those of you that follow me on Instagram will be thinking, hang on a minute, how are we doing back-to-school burnout? I left a message about kids and anxiety. Well, we suddenly realised it would be madness not for, for us not to do getting back to school and all that that entails for parents. Um, not only because as I look around on social media, it's what everyone's talking about. We discussed it briefly on Loose Women the other day and everyone went crazy. But also... It's the biggest change in our lives as parents, Mark and I, in the last six years because our Kiki has gone back to school. Well, I was going to say, isn't it in a weird way, if we're doing anxiety next week, this is probably the biggest cause of anxiety in most families, isn't it, school? (laughs) Yeah, well, not for everybody. I mean, people are saying different things. I mean, it's got lots lots of great messages in. Thank you so much. So I thought we could start this podcast by us just talking about our experience of being back in the, if you want to say, the rat race. Yeah, can I just, I just want to clarify something as well, because I I, I sometimes think, I I sense that sometimes people think this. In Kiki going back to school, Mm. this doesn't mark a kind of failure of homeschooling, quite the opposite. I think it marks a successful transition of five years of getting her to a point where she wanted to go back to school. And so that was always, mm. that was that was our open door policy, yeah. if you like. Every six months or so, we would say to our girls, do you want to go to school? Exactly. Which only schools you want to have a look at? And in fact, many homeschool children decide around this mm. age... 14 to go back to school. Yeah, and it's important to say, because we're not... We've said it many times before, but if you're listening for the first time, you know, we're not crazy advocates of homeschooling as a tried-and-tested only version of schooling for kids, not at all. Uh, You know, it worked for our children for a period of time. It worked for Kiki for a period of time. And so, you know, this going back to school, I just really want to reiterate, this is not a failure of homeschooling because I think sometimes people want to view it as oh there you go you see you had to come back to this sort of mainstream system anyway it's about choice it's all about and, choice and I would say what as we've as we talked about a lot in our book um, 
At the time that Kiki was at school, when she was a summer baby, and it was not the right place for her, and there was all sorts of stuff that were go- that was different things that were going on for her. Um, we passionately believe that if she had stayed at school where she was at that point, mm. she could have got a bit lost. But actually, for her, and it's, again, this is very, you know, this is very individual to our experience and our child. What I've seen and what I'm so proud of in her is that she has discovered her passion. Through homeschooling, mm. she has completely and utterly immersed herself in what she loves, mm. which, which is art. And, um, and she's gone to school, she's gone back to school this week, and I have to say, the weeks running up to it um, were <laughs> some of the most difficult. Mm. I mean, Mark and I were both... Our brains were going 19 to the dozen. Everything that you can imagine, we thought of. And I'm sure that's the same for a lot of you because quite a few that have messaged in, this is your child's transition up to secondary school, which is a huge leap and very scary Mm. as you send your kids that might have been very happy in primary school to a big school. Often schools have thousands of kids in, don't they? Um, Mm. And can be very overwhelming. So... You know, imagine for us with six years of her not being at school. And, yes, she was in small groups and Mm. she had individual tutors sometimes, but mostly she learned in groups. And then a lot of time on her own as well, because Mm. that's what she liked. She's quite a quiet, Mm. she's not hugely, though that's changing. Um, She doesn't really like being in very big groups of people. She didn't, anyway. Um, So we were extremely nervous on that. We were extremely nervous about what she might not know, even though we kept saying to mm. her, there'll be a whole load of stuff that you know that, that kids at school won't know. Which, she, to and be she, fair, she's already discovered this fact. Yeah, and she passed that back to me yesterday, mm. actually. She said, she said, you know, there is... Yeah, I'm learning stuff that I didn't know, but I also know stuff they didn't know. Yeah. So, and that, I mean, surely that is education and that's what goes on for the whole of mm. your life, not just in school. So it, it's been so nerve-wracking, hasn't it, Mark? At points I've just thought, oh, my God, what are we doing? What are we doing in the run-up? Well, yeah, I mean, and it's interesting that you compare it to the fact that most, you know, that there are lots of parents of kids in the normal mainstream system of schooling who you have these chapter points, don't you? You're coming out mm. of primary, you're going to secondary, you're coming out of secondary, you're going into sixth form, and all of the or sixth form through to university, you know. So you've got all these stepping stepping stones, if you like. But one thing... I've noticed, and we're at the very early stage here of her going back to school, is that you made this point, and I think it was a really, really important one. You know, she's going into school, and her her sort of zeal and her excitement and her va-va-voom for it all is, yes, the social side, is the, yes, having new friendship groups, is the, yes, plugging into, um, you know, shared interests and all that kind of stuff. But she's also got an interest in all of her subjects, ranging from science to math. She's enjoying the challenge of all these subjects that obviously she's been doing over the years. And everything is new-ish to her. So there's, yeah. a, there's a sheen of excitement There's no jadedness to, to being at school. I mean, she said to me yesterday, she said, even going into class, it's like queuing for class is like a novelty. Um, mm. She said, I have to admit, though, Dad, when we did lessons together, there was far, we learned far more because you just were talking to me. You know, she's amazed by how the points we would often make, you know, settling into class and getting out of class, disruption in the class. But also, like she said, if you sit next to someone who's really talky, it's really annoying, you know. So she's got this kind of 
interest in the novelty of the experience. And I think that will carry her through the two years. You know, yeah. obviously it's going to Because it's just two years to yeah. GCSEs and then you're going into to A-levels. But just as parents, you know, because I think some of you will possibly be feeling this as well, you know, I, I took Kiki the first few days. We're just, we're just sort of taking her there and back at the moment, aren't we? Because it's it, just, just till she's settled. Mark, you came home, didn't you? And it was just such a shock. Oh, was, no kids in the house. It was because we've always had our kids. Yeah, it was here. beyond. Yeah, I mean, I was just. Beyond shock. Go on, you can tell him you were sobbing at the kitchen table. <laughs> I, well, I did. I, I must admit, I had a cry. I can, you know, because she's my. But also, I think folded into it is she's my youngest. Uh, you know, the three other girls are all older, and they're all facing whether university educated or about to go to college or you know whatever. They, they're all facing very different challenges. And I think one of the things I'm reminded of in a weird way with having three older girls is that whilst there's all these worries and challenges around Kiki and there's the shift and there's the, oh, right, OK, now we have more time to do all the things that we need to do, want to do, can do, uh, work-wise, but also, you know, uh, personal-wise, relationship-wise, all that kind of stuff, creatively, all that. Um, in a weird way, the focus that Kiki's going to go through at this stage through school is relatively safe, structured, and we know what it's going to be. We, you know, it's new to us in a way, but we, you know, we've had other children that have gone through this system. And so the weird thing is, is that it doesn't necessarily get better. I'm looking at all my girls and I'm looking at the eldest and the second eldest. There are challenges all along. It doesn't matter once you're out of education, there are challenges all along. So whilst I have the shock of the new and the shock of her not being in the house and all of that kind of stuff, there was also kind of a relief Yes. and a release because of our unique situation, where it was like, I now know I can support her in her learning rather than define yeah. her learning, which it's, is actually a huge yeah. responsibility. It's a huge responsibility and, um, yeah, and, and, and daunting a lot of the time. In fact, one, we'll get to uh, one of my followers messages in a bit when she talks about that and says yeah. because, But in terms because, of the new, do you want to find that and I'll carry on talking? Mm. I mean, in, the, in terms of the newness of it all though, the emotion of it, I don't know if you get this listener, but with your last child, I've been a dad since the age of 23. And there is a really emotional moment when you let go of all of them. And Kiki, is quite beyond her years. It's funny, I said to her today, I said, do people at school think you're older? She said, yeah, Dad, it's really weird. They all think I'm about 18. She does present as much older than she is. And I thought, this is weird. This is weird. I am now looking, obviously, you don't stop becoming a father or stop becoming a parent. As I've just said, quite the opposite. You just are having to deal with much more different, more mature problems and crises. But there is a strange kind of disorientation and disassociation that's going on where I'm sort of left thinking... Hang on a minute. What's my place? What's my place in their lives? Mm. What's my place in terms of being the one they come to? Oh, I have to let go. Mm. I mean, I joked with her this morning as I was taking her in and I said, I'm just going to stand in the middle aisle of the road as you walk off and I'm just going to sing at you, where have you gone? <laughs> where have you? She said, please don't, Dad. <laughs> well, we, well, Alison Clare, thank you for your messaging. She, Alison says she dropped her youngest yeah. uh, at uni on Saturday. Wow. Uh, eldest going back to his uni next next week, bit of emptiness. Yeah, yeah. Because, of course, that's the other thing, isn't it? We long for the 
for the you know to have a bit more of our freedom back yeah. um no matter what age your child is and then you get it and it's like oh god this is a bit odd yeah um i, I... can't find that message but it was somebody saying that a child's gone back to school and you know all the same anxieties have come back for her child and she just wishes she had the courage to carry on homeschooling because homeschooling went really well for her mm. and this is the thing though a lot of people will be really pleased to get their kids back to school i think an awful lot of people enjoyed just having that, that connection. not the i mean not gonna lie the six o'clock in the morning we haven't done for ages mm. is hard girl because you won't know this much but one of the things that i called out to on instagram is are those people that are feeling burnt out now mm. we're into week one and for us it was quite a novelty yeah, yeah. the first few days but the grind oh yeah of six o'clock in the morning getting to work you know you know Every, we're all working so hard, aren't we? I mean, a lot of people have two jobs and their kids at school. And it's grand. No, the no, grind I, I mean, we, we sat behind. So we did a drive to the station to get a train to then do a walk. So it's a, you know, it's a pretty hefty journey. And one person in a car in front of me was observing the speed limit. And it was beyond frustrating. Yeah. Because... We were nearly, you know, we were running for the train. So that whole thing of... Yeah. And also that weird thing of... I mean, I used to travel to school on a tube, so it's, I'm quite used to it. And, you know, this idea that lots of kids just wander up the road and go mm. to school. It's a thing of the past. You know, some of Kiki's friends are travelling four hours to get to mm. school. God. And you sort of think... You know, it's that weird thing again of being on a regular train to a regular office. We're self-employed. We go out, you know, we're, we're filming stuff. You know, we have very varied sort of work schedules and things like that. Mm. So for us, there isn't that routine. We've done it. It's Christ, that, we've done that. We've done the rush. Yeah, but that's also very scary for us because yes. of being self-employed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, now we're going, oh, my God, how are we going to cope? Yes. This, you know, and if they need you, and they need mm. you so much at this age, mm. don't they? I mean, the other night, 11 o'clock at night, I'm getting chewing gum out for trousers, trying to freeze them off with a mm. nice cube. I'm tired, you're tired, we've got well, to get I, up I, I, at lunches. Oh, my and God. And I already went into a panic. I've got a new counselling course that starts on Thursday, and I'm thinking, what the fuck do I do if Nadia can't... You know, it's that whole thing. What do we do? What do we actually yeah. do if she needs picking up? If she needs something done for yeah. her? You know, it's all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's a return... To something to that, kind that we of... used to be in, and I, I, I you know, my, I doff my cap to people juggling so many things, single parent oh, families well, juggling so many things. I mean, my God, I mean, we're lucky by comparison. Yeah, we've had quite a few single parents get in touch as well and say, you know, just have no choice. Because I asked, you know, do you, are you the parent that takes the bulk? Mm. You know, I mean, it does. We can't, we can't get away from the fact that. For the majority of, in the majority of couples, the mum does take the brunt, you know. Mm. If there's a birthday present that needs to be bought, the mum's going to buy it. If packed lunches need to be thought about, they're going to do it. If there's new uniform, they're going to do it. You know, if they've got to get back and cook dinner, but then get the kids to sweep. The majority, not mm. everybody, and I would say you're very good, We and we do share almost 50-50, mm. don't we? Where I might pick up more stuff, you do all the driving, you know. I, mm. feel, I don't feel maligned or put upon. But I think there's an awful lot of uh, um, people that need to step up the, to the plate more because there's one person mm. doing it all. And I, there's been a lot of messages along that line. How do I deal with the resentment that I feel to mm. my partner who, who doesn't do anything? Um, you know, million percent, I'm doing, you know, the bulk of everything. And so it's very hard coming out of lockdown where there was an easier... 
an easier rhythm to start mm. have to be and, and people are feeling very much that just being flung back into this schedule and you know even getting on buses and trains and everything mm. being so packed because the thing is there's a lot of kids that are nervous about covid as well yeah. and suddenly it seems like we're hearing on the one hand oh covid is still out there but a lot of kids are feeling like hang on we're all squished on the train we're all squished on yeah, the bus yeah. nobody's got a mask um, I mean, one of the other things as well is that there's going to be a lot of kids going back to school who struggle with bullying, who, who, who don't have a positive experience exactly. of school. And I'd have thought that that stress for the parent as well, when you know your child is unhappy at school, which is why we homeschooled in the first place, mm. um, it's an incredibly difficult thing. I mean, if I, you know, and we're, we're, you know, we're slightly on the pink cloud of kind of the newness exactly. of it all, so is Kiki. We're all kind of, oh, the novelty, da 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 But there will come a point where it crunches into, you know, a, a, a higher gear or lower gear, I can't remember which mm. in the analogy, and they will have to, and it's just getting on. It becomes a marathon rather mm. than, a, than a race. The teaching will ramp up, the, the homework will ramp up and all this well, kind of stuff. there's quite a lot of that on homework and can I just say to one of our young uh, listeners and and yo 50s um the worst thing is the amount of homework and the lack of sleep uh, the best thing is only now doing five subjects that I love English maths Latin history and classical studies wow. um wow good girl uh I am a kid I'm 16 and my parents seem to be coping well <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, homework, another big thing, mm. you know. I mean, everybody's sleep patterns have been completely mm. annihilated over the last 18 months. And, and Kiki said, it is amazing how kids are saying just all the time, they're just so, it was this so much. Mm. She said, that last lesson of the day is almost a non-starter because he's just so tired. But also it's helped with her sleep as well. You know, it's interesting how the busyness does help with you. Yeah. And the other thing to bear in mind, I mean, I, I don't know whether having homeschooled for so many years is a good primer for us. I don't see Kiki going to school as the end of us facilitating or helping her with her learning. So, for example, at the weekend, you know, sitting with her, going through her work with her, helping to sort of support her at home, you know, because we're so used to it, I suppose. And yeah, we're used people, to it. Lots of people have become used to it because of lockdown and the pandemic and what have you. But, uh, you know, there is something really to be cherished in that interaction with your child, not just on a fun level or a silly level, but also on a what are you learning? I mean, I have a genuine interest in some of the subjects yeah. that she's learning. About. Again, for those listeners that are wanting to stick their fingers down their throat, we are fully aware that we are on a pink cloud of newness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Um, Come back to us in four weeks. Yeah, Bex Higgins underscore feeling, I feel overwhelmed for them. They are expected to hit the ground running after so much. That is very mm. true, actually, mm. and I, I feel for teachers because they got, they've got this enormous pressure to get kids back to where they need to mm. be because of stats and all of that and so yeah but but what is the alternative you know saying right let's just gently go through it and gently start you off no mm. i suppose they've got to they've got to go for it and the other weird thing as well which i'd have thought is quite stressful for kids is is any allowance being i mean you know obviously there's been an allowance for the kids that have had their gcse's this summer there's been an allowance for the kids make it, uh, get past their gcse's the summer before i don't mean an allowance as in made it easier but you know it's been accommodated the fact that they had to try and get their grades in troubling difficult circumstances yeah i'm curious to know what kind of an allowance is going to be made for the next you know certainly kiki's age and the next year given the fact that 
regardless of whether you've done remote learning or homeschooling, how sufficient has that been in the last 18 months yeah. to get you at the right, to the right yeah. point? There's more pressure for parents. The well, pressure yeah. is just enormous yeah, on all of us, isn't it? Leanne, oh, I feel for you. My daughter started senior by herself, didn't get into the same school as all her friends. It's been so hard. I cried all the way home after dropping her. Also having to get up so early. Yeah. Exactly. I think everyone feels like being yeah. hit in the face with a wet kipper at the moment with these early starts. But, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing, isn't it? All these kids that will be going into senior school that didn't get into the schools that, that they wanted. I mean, we went through this with Lisa, didn't we, with her boys. They're, yeah. they're both in a really happy in the schools they're in now. But it's so hard when that choice is taken away yeah, from yeah, you. Yeah. You're sent to a school that is last on your list. Mm. I mean, that is just heartbreaking to send your kid mm. off knowing that they're unhappy. We've had that experience with both of our girls in the yeah, past. Absolutely. And the pain of that as a parent is so debilitating. You're not sleeping well, they're not sleeping well. Yeah. So any any parent going through that at the minute, biggest hugs from me and Mark, because we know how awful that feels. I just wanted to pause because you, you really kind of nicely shared how I was a sobbing, <laughs> suppurating mess when she went. But I haven't got any sense of how you feel. Um, I feel enormous relief that's so far so good one day at a mm. time. I feel joyful. I feel like a weight's been lifted off my shoulders. But, you know, I'm also aware of how hard this is going to be, the sort of thinking because mm. we tend to work late into the night, don't we? Mm. Um, and working our schedules and all that, so I'm nervous about that. But mostly I'm just over the moon. Absolutely over the moon for her. So not, not even a bit of missing her or, or no. none of that? No. <laughs> because I'm having such a you lovely heartless time. cow. No, but we're having such a lovelly time <laughs> no, travelling with her and talking to no, her. No, I know, I agree. Um, I just want to read this. Um, I feel like she's basically saying, she feels like I'm paraphrasing, she takes all of the stress. She says, my husband works 13-hour days and I resent him for having that time away from the house. Which is interesting, isn't it? When you talk about burnout and you've got somebody like going out and working out of the house for 13 hours a day, and I'm sure that that is spoken a lot about, about you know, oh, I'm out working 13 hours a day. But actually running a house, looking after the kids, doing all that stuff and really just putting yourself last, last can be incredibly lonely and incredibly hard work. And there'll be a lot of parents that are experiencing that as people come back out of the pandemic and back out to work mm. and, and taking the full brunt of stuff. So heart out to you. GBH, definitely not coping, struggling with three teenage boys and one being aggressive. Oh my God, even think of that added to the situation. Mm. I mean, what we know is that there is a second pandemic going on at the moment with mental health and there are a lot of kids in a very bad place with their mental health. Mm. Add to that now the stress of going back to school and the demands of school and social status and all of that. And, you know, my, my, again, my heart goes out because if you're, if you're dealing with that on your own with your kid and you're not getting any help, who looks after, who looks after mm. the parent while they're looking after that? Mm. Three boys. I mean, I'd be curious to know if schools are having to, you know, you know, provide or supply even more kind of, what's it called, sort of pastoral care, you know, mm. for, for children? Well, because... the, well, the good schools are. Yeah. And, 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 and are, you know, and are giving the kids a nod to that, mm. it seems. And schools, not necessarily bad school, but some schools just don't have the resources, mm. do they? 
I do it all as our daughter has dyslexia and her organisational skills are lacking. It worries me so, isn't it? You see, everything worries us, everything, doesn't mm. it, as a parent? Mm. And I think that leads to burnout and this feeling like, oh, my God. I remember my mum saying, and I'm sure I've mentioned this before on this podcast, um, being a parent is about waking up every morning and saying, please, God, not another day. <laughs> I grew up with my mum saying that. Can you imagine? Do you think most parents fundamentally regret being parents? <laughs> I think we've done a podcast on Yeah, that. we have, I think. Um, <laughs> I'm a single mum of three. I do absolutely everything. No input from anyone. I'm exhausted. Oh, God, I can't imagine. Yeah. Because we do lean on each other a lot. Can well, we I was about to say, it's very, it's very hard. Yeah, parents. all you single parents. I mean, it's very... I mean, when I think back to how my mum coped as a single parent, we're talking about back in the 70s, my school was literally two roads away, so I'd run to school mm. in the morning. Uh, my next school was only like, you know, either a 20-minute walk or a 10-minute bus ride away, mm. so I'd always kind of hook up with friends. So she had none of that side of things. I'd always go to a play centre mm. after school, you know, so I was always at school until six, until she could get back to picking But your mum wasn't a kind of, like, very hands-on worrying No, mom, no, no, she? not at all, no. And there, there would often be an empty chair at the, at the Christmas shows or the, or the performances. She wouldn't be bothered about that. Well, no, I mean, we are, yeah, she just wasn't there. There, but I mean, like, like we would have torn ourselves. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. That's the thing. And sometimes maybe as modern parents, I... we tear ourselves to pieces just a bit too much mm. because actually kids do cope and they do move on. Do you think we're too early in the term to be talking about our burnout? I mean, you know, I'm sure that most parents listening to this whose kids go to school are fully aware of what they're going through right now. They've done it terms before. They've mm. done the start terms. But I think people love to say I'm struggling, and yeah. other people to say, God, yeah, it's hard. Hard. Yeah. I think um, Elsa Hope exhausted daughter off again today anxiety since lockdown oh my god now we know this pain our children when they were at school years ago the anxiety around school the daily and nightly worry we had really hard time with it actually Mark, when you oh, really, really horrendous I mean yeah. when your child is really anxious mm. and desperately doesn't want to go to school I think mm. it's one of the hardest mm. things isn't it and then add to that if there's been bullying or anything like that and like you say if you I, I, I really feel for the kids who have taken respite mm. with lockdown and had a break mm. from the stress and the anxiety or bullying and how difficult that is to go back and how difficult it is for the parents. I, I feel, really, I feel really sorry for the families, the yeah. parents, the children, that for whom the homeschooling or remote learning yeah, really worked. worked for them. Yeah. And and also that there's a sort of really pejorative sense of, well, you can't do that now. You know, there's a really judge. I mean, I do get sick to death in this country of how judgy people are. It's like, well, you can't do that. It's absolutely crucial that you do it like this. And so, I, I mean, I seem to remember mentioning on another chat some time ago, you know, I just wish there could be the choice. I mean, I realise it's unwieldable and un unachievable for many schools, but I just wish there was somehow a sort of an ability to do flexi learning of some type. So that for some kids. For some kids, well, yes. Some, do you know what, Mark? Some schools do. Yeah. I've met homeschool people that are on but, flexi but, but, school. But very few, I'd have thought. Um, Anne-Marie, this is interesting. Emotional burnout here. Mm. That's what we felt for years, emotional yeah, burnout. Yeah. My husband has an equal role in physical chores, but not emotional. Right. Do you know what? I feel your pain a bit here, Anne-Marie, because our roles, Mark and I's roles are, are, are you know, we, we really do share everything. But 
And Mark, sometimes I feel really jealous of Mark because he's the fun one, he's the fun dad. I mean, they adore him. Like, every year, birthday cards to him. It's just like, you are my everything. You're my, you know, without you, what would I be? You know, they truly adore him and he's very much the fun dad. And then I think sometimes, correct me if I'm wrong, Mark gets envious of me because the girls will come to me with the heavy stuff, with the really hard stuff, because in a way, they don't want to upset their dad and they don't want to... He has quite big reactions if they're ever upset. Would that be fair enough to say? Well, yeah. Who? I've got to kind of run over. You know, he has big reactions. So... Sometimes when I get jealous of like how much how fun they think he are, he is, I just try and settle back with it's we're each getting something different and we can't have everything. Yeah, but you I mean, know? I guess what comes with the opening to you emotionally, going back to the person's comment on emotional burnout, and again, we're only at the beginning of things here. But um, I already can hear, you know, in terms of, you know, everyone's jostling, kids are jostling for friendships and all this kind of stuff. I mean, all that side of it all makes me go, makes me sort of feel deeply nauseous and and, because it's uncontrollable. You know, for me, I mean, maybe it's because I'm a little bit on the spectrum, but, you know, you can sort of, the academics, I know what I'm dealing with, the class, I know what we're dealing with, the targets, I know what we're dealing with. I was a real loner at school, so listening and hearing about the complications of human relationships between, you know, our, our daughter and, and other people at the school. And, and that stuff will fall to you. And that those conversations will more naturally happen between you and them. And I imagine that that could end up, or possibly might, be quite stressful for you, you know, when, whenever they encounter problems. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not even necessarily talking about school. I think just it does tend to fall more often. Yeah. The big stuff that are going, that's going on in your kids does tend to fall more... Yeah, but sometimes I get really jealous of how much they open up to you. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think we do both ways. But I think I think it can be really hard. I mean, when I think back to when... I don't want to say which daughter, but a particular daughter, one of our daughters, who was dealing... who was so anxious and, and was literally just stuck to me for, like... It felt like years. Um, I felt... I, I felt Anne-Marie, I felt so drained... I felt just, I just couldn't cope. And at some points, and I think a lot of women do tend to carry the emotions of the family more. Sorry if I'm generalising, but I do think that's it, it works that way. Though often, often um, men can be the full emotional support. It, sometimes I felt overwhelmed with it. I've just felt like a tsunami. Mm. Like, you know, when you've been struggling with your mental health, maybe, and when the girls are struggling with... with um, uh, puberty and mm. all of that and I felt like where am I in the middle mm. of all mm. I didn't even know what I felt about mm. stuff so I hear you sister and I give you a big hug Miss <laughs> 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 Laura I'm I'm a mum I'm mum and all the school stuff starts and ends with me seen as my job it's hard going and I think that's hard isn't it if you've never had the conversation but somehow you've got the entire job mm. it must be really hard and I suppose again it's just we should we could almost do a how to stay married on this couldn't we how well, to yeah, I mean I, I accept and I don't mind the fact that I you know I'm always relishing the prospect of supporting her academically all the way through you know wherever she's struggling with something you know when I spoke to a maths teacher when we spoke to a maths teacher the other day I, you know it's like yes tell us where we can help. I, I mean I, I really want to step forward with that 
again, listener, come to me in six weeks and I might be on the floor with even more burnout. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like, you're right. I mean, I don't mind that, that demarcation. I just always return to it. I mean, I am the child of a single parent, but things were different then, as you rightly say. My mum really wasn't a hands-on mum. But life wasn't like that in the 70s. No. It just wasn't like this. There wasn't so much sort of consciousness about being a perfect parent and all that. I mean, and when I look back, I had a lot of freedom and I didn't mind it. But my heart goes out to, and it sounds like many of those people contacting you or posting on your Instagram, a lot of them are single parents. And when you get to that place, or if you're in a relationship where you just feel it's so one-sided or you can't open up, I mean, I couldn't imagine not being able to talk to my partner about something that was worrying me about the kids. Yeah, it's really like, hard. I, you know, it's really hard, and a lot of people do have that, and I think... It's so important to try and find somebody that you can talk to. And that's why we started this podcast, because, mm. you know, we say this regularly on this podcast. All too often, your child gets to a certain age and everyone's pretending everything's just fine and it's too much. Mm. You need to be able to share the, like, the really difficult times with somebody else. Um, this made me laugh a bit. Um, <clears throat> Vic... I'm just going to reduce it to that so you stay anonymous. The effing germs and having to mix with parents I don't bloody like. I seem to have ended up being the buddy of a mum who's absolutely vile and I can't shake her off. Oh, my God. Oh my. That is actually a really good bit of advice to remember. I've had this in the past because I'm just naturally a very friendly person. I'm not. I chat to everybody, <laughs> you know. And I've been like that, lumbered with people that I did that ended up being not nice mm. people at all. And I think... The school gates and all of that is a bit like dating. You've got to take your time, have a bit of a suss out someone, see if they're really kind, listen to yourself if your instinct's going a bit nuts. If there's any red flags, look out for them. Because you can get numbered for years. But the great thing about the age now of our kids is we don't have to be standing at the school gates. No, In fact, true. if we were standing at the school gates, they'd probably get a bow and arrow weird. and fire at us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, our first week... It's done. Your well, first week is done. Can I... We will keep on coming in and out and telling you how we're going and we'd like to keep hearing how you're going because lots of you are in a similar position, of course, because your kids have gone into secondary school. But I'm going to be really honest. I'm going to be really honest. I am at the moment, obviously, as her parent, I'm delighted at this stage that she's enjoying the newness of it, she's enjoying her subjects, she's enjoying the friendships already. I really miss her. Yeah. And I'm being honest about that. And I think... You know, I really miss her because we have spent on and off with our busy schedules and homeschooling and all that kind of stuff. There's been a lot of intimate time, more than most parents get with their kids, and that's what I have to remind myself. You know, we've been very lucky. We've had a lot of time with this. We don't all hate each other, <laughs> which is kind of an amazing achievement. But I don't just miss her, but it kind of really is for me, and I think this might resonate for quite a few listeners. You know, for me, it's a real moment. It's a real moment because it's my youngest child uh, stepping out. And because of the nature of her going back to school at 14, because of the nature of the subjects that she's doing, etc., it is like she's gone to college. And mm. she's so sort of beyond her years in terms of her sort of... She's so sort of self-possessed and yeah. sort of knows what she... So it feels like she's gone to uni. So I am going through a mini empty... In fact, I am going to now go off and sob. <laughs> Whereas I feel, because I don't have the worries that what I was having, because after the pandemic and stuff, and I thought she needs a tribe now, she mm. needs a new tribe. And so because that fear and anxiety has lifted, I feel like I'm seeing her more mm. because I think everything was clouded by just my worry, worry, mm. worry, worry, knowing that she was going to school, worrying about how that would go. And it was kind of clouding things. But now I feel 
yeah, I feel, I feel lighter from there. But believe me, listener, we're not stupid or naive. Yeah. This is the beginning. Week one. <laughs> week one. Come back to us in week four. I'll so, bet you're a bit lazy. we going, oh, God. So what are we doing next week? We're doing anxiety. Anxiety. Oh, it's that article. Yeah, no, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. We, we found a really good article about yeah. um, how to help your child. Steering your child. Steering your child through an anxious world. And there's mm. some really good tips and really good stuff. Yeah, so we're going to go through them one by one. So we're going to share you with that. So share that with you next week. Okay, well Thanks I'm going to keel over because I'm exhausted. I can't <laughs> remember what time I was up and on the train. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, I'm at Nadia Sawala because there we often ask for, that's where we get all our um, yeah, messages that we read out. Mm. And, and we love to, to read them out. And, and Mark is on... At Mark underscore Adderley. A-double-D-E-R-L-E-Y. And, of course, you can find us on our YouTube channel as well, the Sawala Adderleys, where we have all kinds of fabulous content. Well, that's it for this episode of Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you'd like to comment on any of the topics we've discussed today, we'd love you to get in touch. Use the hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Nadia Sawala. And on Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and family. And if you fancy getting in touch with me, it's at Mark underscore Adderley. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate and review. Tell your friends and get involved. And you can hear more episodes of Confessions of a Modern Parent on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. <laughs>